0: Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week, we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. And a wonderful morning to you from upcountry, South Carolina. This is Brad in the Barnes studio. And as you might know, the barn isn't automatically heated. I have to come in and close things up, close the doors down, and turn the heater on. And so right now, it's a bit cool in here. I'm wearing a jacket, uh, but the insulation is secure, is snug, and I'm so happy to tell you I thank you for your encouragement and for your giving because the barn studio is now fully insulated, and I have the heater on over here next to me, and it's slowly warming up. Uh, The heater is kind of like a small, uh, equivalent of a small fireplace, and I can feel the heat coming in here, and it is absolutely wonderful compared to last year. It was just freezing in here whenever we started our ministry, but uh, you have been wonderful in your encouragement, in your prayers, and also in your gift and your giving. The Heaven Tour ministry continues on, and the Lord has blessed through many of my dear friends here. Thank you so very, very much. And you know, I like this area. It's nice and quiet. The insulation has made it snug and quiet. I don't hear half of the noise from outside as I do in the past. But also, this isn't home. I'm going to go back down the hill to the farmhouse. Well, that's home. And so, there are differences. Here, I have chairs, table, I have a desk, I have my notes. But I don't have the other things that would make a home. I don't have a sink in here. I don't have a a bed, I don't have uh, specific clocks or uh, any sort of stoves or anything like that, and especially I don't have my family here. So there's a difference between just a structure and a home, and this is what a lot of Christians will write and ask me, or if I'm going to speak and they will ask me, can you tell me more about when we get to heaven? I've heard so much about it as being described, and it sort of seems like a structure, but is there is there more of a home? You know, when we're we're heading home, when the believer heads to heaven, can you tell us more about the home reception that we'll receive? And is there feeling up there? I tend to think that it's just sort of like an abode. It's just like a place. And many times, and I know this as a child, I would tend to think of it as just real estate, or maybe just a stopping point uh, where we're going to permanently stop and Really not get hurt, but uh, really nothing else. Well, what else does the Bible say about this? And we've talked about this in our ministry here within the Heaven Tour in these many months. Indeed, over the year and a half of I, as I've been uh, talking on the different social media. And here, I believe we've been uh, using uh, the ministry of the podcast, oh, let's say, for about six, seven months now, if I'm not mistaken. And we've been talking about details about what God does uh, show to us in heaven. So what can a believer look forward to? Well, I want to give you something new in a review of some of the things that we have seen and enjoyed the believer. You know, the Bible says you have been an overcomer believer. So I want to remind you it's more than just somebody that just gives a, a an assent, a mental nod to God and says, "Well, I respect him." Just the other day on one of the social media that I teach, someone had typed in and basically told me to back it off. They said, look, I respect God. And as I pursued them, I said, so where does this go? And that was it, I respect God. And so I had to tell them very kindly, but very directly, you truly don't think that that is for salvation, that that, that is complete for salvation, just a respect. You know, I, I have a respect for uh, Canada. I have a respect for England. I have a respect for France. I have respect for Germany. That doesn't make me a citizen. I have a respect for the local police force. That does not make me an officer. I have a respect for that restaurant down there and this amusement park over here and that church over there in the other state. That does not give me automatic leadership role in there. That doesn't give me access just because I say, well, you know, they're nice people. We've talked about this, Matthew chapter 7. And so when we see Lord Lord haven't I, I I said things haven't I done churchy things said wonderful things spoken well of you in Matthew chapter 7, I never knew you I never knew we never had any kind of a family relationship. never considered this home while you're here in the uh, world. So the Christian says, I'll take this even further and as we go through here and we're going to move into John chapter 15. What have we seen in John chapter 10? Jesus says, I she- my sheep hear my voice and I know them. They follow me. And we see this as we are following him. He will follow us in the many benefits of the loving relationship. Psalm 23, surely goodness and mercy will follow me. So we're surrounded back and forth by this joy of communion with the Lord. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So we looked at the at a couple of things, and let me review, in case you're here for the, at the podcast for the first time. What are the things that the believer can look forward to? What if I am facing death, and we have uh, those that are listening to this podcast, who have severe diseases and know that life is short. We've had those that had fellow believers move on, and they grieve, and they want to know what are they experiencing right now. What are they enjoying? What is it like? Well, let's go over quickly if we in just a few uh, sentences and tell you what we've talked about before. What does Jesus himself say, Matthew chapter 25? What heaven is? The joy of the Lord. In Luke chapter 16, what does Jesus say? Is a condition of the believer in the presence of God. He or she is being comforted. So heaven is joy, heaven is comforted, and now we come to very, very special description here. Let me read John 15, just a a section of it, and this is a great reading for you uh, later on as we follow the Lord here on earth. But boy, is there something else about the promise that reciprocates that you may have read many times and have not seen it, and it just exploded on me over the weekend in Bible reading. It tells us this, in John chapter 15, many of you know this, this is the one that starts off. Uh, Jesus saying, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. Do you remember that? In one uh, translation, it says, My father is the husbandman, and that means the gardener. And do you remember this in producing fruit? Now, I want to take you down in here, talking about remaining in me me and my words, remaining in you and such. Now, listen to this in verse 8 and follow all the way through because I am answering. What is another description of heaven I think that will really, really encourage you today, bring joy to you? Listen to verse 8. My Father is glorified by this, that you, Christian, produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. So we're going to show our love as well as say our love. As the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will Remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. This is my command, love one another as I have loved you. I want you to go back and look at verse 10. All right. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love. Now, I want to bring something to you very quickly in the time that we have, which is most powerful. The word for remain, or maybe your translation says abide. Well, that Greek word is meno, meno. And when we see this, this is talking about a lodging. If you can uh, think about this, you will see Paul. Let's go back to Acts chapter 28 in verse 16 and verse 18. Paul is incarcerated. He is a prisoner, but he's given a house arrest. And it says he is allowed to, and the word is meno, He's allowed to be in a particular lodging there. There's a guard there. There's a soldier there. But he's allowed to menno. He's allowed to lodge there. Then you look over in Acts chapter 9. Peter as he is traveling, uh, ends up with Simon the Tanner and he's able to minnow. He's able to lodge there. All right? So you have this word and it's used dozens of times talking about staying at a place, lodging. The definition of minnow and it gives you is lodging and then in there. It's more than just an overnight stay. It's lodging and staying and then being there and growing within that household and such. Well, think about this. 1 John 15 verses 4 and 5 says this. Here's the promise to the believer. You're not just flippantly saying my name or as the one commenter said, just showing respect to my name at a distance as if you're just pointing to a, a, a highway billboard and saying, hey, I like that place, and you're moving on by, and there's no commitment to it. You're just acknowledging, well, that's a good idea. And that's what a lot of people will look at God. Yeah, he's good, I'm not going to have any, but i got things I want to do. All right. But it says this, remain in me. You're making a commitment. You're coming into my household. It is going to be a family relationship through salvation. So think about this. You remain in me, you lodge in me, and I will lodge in you. Now, may I say this, because people will say, well, this seems awful much of a stretch, 1 Corinthians 15, that our bodies, our physical bodies, will be turned into a resurrection body, and we have this drastic change to our existence. Well, didn't you at salvation? Did you not at salvation? What is called the regeneration by the Holy Spirit, the being born again, as Jesus talked about in John chapter 3, that was the first big change. Think of the way that you went, many of you. Think of the direction you were heading and how it changed your life. Your outlook, your worldview, your attitude, your thoughts, your actions. That's a that's a first big change. You changed. Oh, and here's what happens. When that happened, John chapter 14 verse 16 says, then as you made that decision to open your heart's door, just as it says in Revelation 22 and and uh, Revelation 20, it, it, it tells you that, uh, let me see if I can remember this now. It just slipped my mind. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, sorry. Revelation 3, 20. Behold, Jesus says, I stand at your life's door and I knock. If you will open up the door, I'll come in. And it's intimated and I will live with you. I will sup with you. I will be with you. There's a lodging there, okay? And then chapter 14, verse 16 of John Says the Holy Spirit says, well, then I'm going to live with you. I'm going to be with you forever. Verse 10 of 15 says, if you keep my commandments, if you are keeping my commandments, you will then, listen very carefully, lodge in my love. You will not only just experience my love, you will live in my love. You will set up home in the land that I call love. Uh, Think about when we were talking about Psalm 23. What does it say? Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. I'm just constantly involved with the actions of Jesus. And then I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The Hebrew equivalent of minnow is yashev. Yashev. And that means to have as an abode. That means a home. I will have a home in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, I'm not just a visitor, not a drive through passenger. I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I decided I'm going to remain in his love on earth. And God has said in that the overcomer, which is constantly said in Revelation chapter 2 and verse 3, no matter what happened on earth, you showed your love to me. Well, I'm going to give you the keys here to my home through salvation And you are going to remain in my love forever. So, what am I saying? Just as Jesus said in John 13, it says at the very end, he loved them to perfection. He loved those followers infinitely. Well, that carries on, as 1 Corinthians 13 says, love never fails. And here it is. Ready? We said heaven. It has a nickname. It has a slogan, it has a title of, Luke 16, comfort. You're now entering to a place of comfort. Matthew 25, it has a name, a slogan, a title. You're going to joy. Now look at this. What does it say here? In, Revel, in, in John chapter 15, if you keep my commands, let me give you in a paraphrase what it's saying in the Greek, with no damage to the Koine Greek at all. You will now lodge in my love. It doesn't say for a while. It's telling you another name for heaven is love. And that love is so, so deep in description. If you remember this, what is that word? Agape. Agape. You are going to remain in my selfish. In my selfless, not selfish, in my unselfish, in my sacrificial giving to you, you are going to remain in my love for you forever. <laughs> Comfort, joy, love. Can you imagine the love that Jesus has given on the cross that we were able to be called? Behold, what manner of love the Father's bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, God shows his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Now it's unhindered. The curse is gone, Revelation 22, 3. Now he says, just look. See everything here? You are stepping into a whole new life of love. You followed me. I will now embrace you. Comfort, joy, and now we can say, No matter what we don't know about heaven, we know the bracing, the foundation, the atmosphere, the horizon is all love. We're going to a place of love. There's more we can say, but I see my time is up. Thank you so much. Uh, Read on this and just find a new joy here. Thank you so much. This is Brad, as we've been talking about. John chapter 15, verse 10. The promise of the Lord is a dwelling place in heaven And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.